Ooh, do the macho man. You're a good macho man. Oh, the macho man. Give me one second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is uh, the best of all time. Our World Wrestling Federation Champion. Wrong with the time when Hulk Hogan was at his best. And uh, people say I lost at WrestleMania 5. That was not the case. If anybody saw, they'll know. I beat Hulk Hogan. It's, not, it's so good. I love it. It's oh, like, because his voice was so deep. Oh, you think you're going to beat me in uh, any show from people? Uh, think again, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, brother. Crack it to a Slim Jim. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, speaking of a beard, he also had a beard too, which I, I, I always thought he was like 45 and he was like 30 Yeah, well, as yeah. a kid. Well, you know, yeah. I've, I've been shaving since I was 12. I've, yeah. I was able to grow, a be not like this, like we're looking at right now, but in high school, I could grow a beard, right? I had a beard in high school, I had a mustache. Oh, yeah. you know? It wasn't very thick, but I, I was able, like I was shaving before everybody else was even considering what even knowing what a razor was. So, you know, it is what it is. And now, uh, now I can't stop shaving and I'm losing, you know, now my head's bald, but what are you going to do? Yeah, actually, me. I'm still trying to get uh, like the bar handles, but very thin and very thick here. Well, this is the hardest like, part, right? Right on the edge of the mouth on the sides. Yeah, that's that's the hardest part to grow. Like if you can grow that, you got no problems. Mine, mine grows now, but for some reason on this side, it's a little bit thinner. So you just kind of like you know you trim it so it's even on that side. You go with it. Yeah, you go with it. But um, I mean, in a couple of years, uh, I'll have no problem with it. But I mean, you look at it right now, it's thick. It looks like it's a full full handlebar anyways. Yeah, I have the same thing. Well, for me, actually, right now, I'm just trying to try to have like the rough look or the, um, I guess you'd call it like the bad boy look, where it's like you don't bad shave boys, after bad boys, four or five what days. Gonna do? What you going to do? What you going to do when the break comes for you? Hey, hey, Mr. D. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, Mr. D. D's going to run yeah. wild on you. I gotta, yeah. My beer's going to run wild. Yeah. What oh, beer, what, yeah, what, brother. The mega powers. Oh, yeah. Mike and Mike. Explode. Oh. And, <laughs> and what are you going to do? You actually think you're going to take Miss Elizabeth from me? Yeah. yeah. You're jealous of me. Yeah. Oh, that's sad, though. Eh? Miss Elizabeth, uh, she's passed away. Macho Man passed away. Tons just, of them. Oh it doesn't God. stop. I mean, Scott Hall just passed. And, oh. uh, he's, I mean, he's, he's one of the best entertainers. He kind of reminds me of uh, Jake the Snake Robert. Yeah. In terms of like Jake the old Robert, school. Yeah. Uh, as far as like Jake Roberts on the microphone, to me, he was the best. Yeah. He, he was the best guy on the mic when it came to psychology. To me, it's like, when he spoke, it was almost like a puzzle that you had to figure out what the picture was. And by the end, you knew what it was. To me, it's almost like he was playing chess when he was talking, which most people, they probably didn't care to listen to him. But as I got older, I really started to appreciate him. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, tons of them that are gone. And there's and the way a lot of them lived back in the 80s and 90s. I mean, 
let's face it, there's more to come. Oh, it was a, it was about partying, road life, uh, some you know, drugs, a lot of drugs uh, gym, drugs. Dr- yeah, they they did and they really, mix it too. Yeah, they, alcohol, drugs, plus um, a lot of the times they would even have special like roids or steroids yeah. to actually keep them looking the way they did, like to make them look in peak physical shape. And when you mix everything together, the partying plus the roids plus everything else they were taking just so like they could not feel pain because a lot of them, that's, that's how they had to travel and work. They did not want to be off for six months or a year because it was basically paid on your performance or your, or or when you would show up. Yeah. So if you were injured or they would wrestle injured just so that they would lose their spot and they would lose their paychecks. That's what it came down to. Yeah. It's not a life I'd want to live. That's for sure. Now, nowadays, the wrestlers are the ones that are making money. They're spoiled. Like they, I mean, they work full calendar year, but they get paid. They get paid for it. You know, which is, you know what? Um, I mean, if I was in that industry, I, w- I would love it too. But even though they had a very tough life, they had the best gimmicks because part of their personality came out. Yeah. But you, you remember, were you there that year? Speaking last episode, we talked about some camp stories. We'll throw another one in. I got to wrestle in a wrestling ring at the, the camp one summer. Right. I don't mention any names or gave the guy a concussion by accident. But what happened was the director got this uh, independent company to come put on a show for the camp. And they set up a ring in the gym and the gym was huge. And, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, they set up, well, we did it. We set up uh, chairs all around so we could fit like what thousand people in there. And they asked us if we want to put on a show. And I mean, my assistant at the time were like, and they knew we love wrestling at the time. We were still huge on wrestling. And we're like, yeah, cool. Why not? What, what can we do? They're like, we do anything you want. So we're like, okay. So we, we talked about it. We did a little script thing. Uh, we're like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this a little impromptu. He came out, I want to say to Jericho's music. And I came out to Raven's music. You know, remember Raven, ECW guy. Oh, yeah. And I was the bad guy in the match. He was the good guy. I had my sunglasses, cut sleep t-shirt, all this stuff. And, uh, you know, they were booing me and you know, all this and whatever. And put on a little bit of match and then uh, threw him into the ropes. He came back and I gave him a spine buster. But instead of falling on his back, he fell on his, he didn't jump. So I had to pick him up. I think there was a, there was a problem there, but anyways, I, I dropped him down too hard and he hit the back of his head and we didn't realize, but he was a little bit out of it. We continued the match and then uh, I flirt rolled him over and put my legs up uh, on the ropes and I, and I pinned him illegally and the referee counted. And then, you know, that was that I won the match. We left. And then he dealt with a concussion for the rest of the summer and he was out of it. And, you know, we're not trained professionals. We were just two guys putting on a show. And we put on a pretty good show. If you ask anybody, for two people who didn't know how to never train in wrestling, like we put on a really good show, a good match, except that he got hurt. And we go, actually, even I think we got, oh, no, he didn't get hurt in the match. He got hurt in practice. When we practiced in the ring with everybody, we did, I think we did a double clothesline, maybe hurt ourselves. We were okay. And then I, yeah, we did a double, we did a double clothesline running across the ropes we both hooked each other really hard and fell in the ring i think he hit his head a little bit i hit my shoulder i was a little bit you know hurt a bit and then in the match i gave him the spine buster and he landed on his head so i think that it compounded it or the second time really it just like did it for him and then he suffered a concussion and he had a hard time for the rest of the summer but uh aside from that it was a good experience it was fun 
I mean, I don't recommend everybody go just become a WWE wrestler or AEW wrestler because it's, uh, you know, need some training. And don't try this at home, kids. It's true. It's very, very true. Even though we used to run around high school beating each other up, um, you know, everybody used to do that. We were beating each other up with boxes. Uh, Terry was always like, NWO for life, brother. And, he, you know, take your school bag through everywhere. Or people would be jumping you and beating you up in the hallway and stuff. It's a true story. This this all happened. Everybody did this because WCW, NWO and all that stuff was a big was a big deal when we were in high school, right? So. Back in the '90s, late '90s, late late '90s, yeah, because well, yeah, we started high school in the late '90s there, but um, yeah, that was my experience wrestling in a ring. That was pretty cool, actually. I don't think I've ever been in a ring, but uh, especially growing up, like from age, I think I started watching wrestling at age five give or take yeah four or five and i used to watch it on the small screen in my grandfather's basement and we used to watch even we used to re-watch the tapes the the from superstar uh mate we used to watch main event main event the real main event the original and we used to watch hulk hogan and the wrestlemania 3 and they used to show me the tapes of the how he slammed andre the giant and all that stuff and so I got into wrestling from a young age. So we watched it for years up until early 2000s, mid 2000s. And then we stopped. Uh, I, well, I, I would say, yeah, we kind of, I think it would be even after 2010. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I would say I started really losing interest when they, like, they didn't really try it. I find like a lot of the wrestlers, the company just didn't try for them, it was like, okay, these are our stars. We're gonna, we're not gonna push anybody. The matches are all the same. The wrestlers all look the same. And I find there was no, the storyline was kind of stale. It's like they didn't even try. Even today, they're, they're trying that era, like ten years ago. There's guys they should have pushed, and they didn't. For me, it kind of did it. Like around WrestleMania 32. After that, I just lost interest. Wait, when Rusev lost to John Cena. Yeah. I was done. They went a different direction and they got really PG and, and it was more kid friendly, right? And less like aggressive and out there. And let's be, truthfully, let's be honest. Kids are not buying merchandise. It's adults that are buying merchandise. It's adults that are paying subscriptions. It's adults that are investing money. It's our age bracket now that are investing in nostalgic uh, items and, and products and things like old video games and things like that. So if you're a company and you're and you're changing your targeting a different age bracket or demographics because it's also for teenagers right but you're you're targeting young children because that's what they did right they targeted young children and a lot more females and things like that uh the and you could tell by the viewership the viewership is extremely low compared to what it used to be your product's not good and that's the bottom line like and no, no pun intended with the stone cold line but the product's not good it's not entertaining it's not what we grew up on and like yeah maybe we're desensitized to stuff like Okay, and maybe you don't want anybody getting concussions and there's probably work around it. But even when they take a steel chair and they hit people in it, the, they don't hit people in the head anymore. They hit them on the, they hit them on the back or whatever, constantly the same way. Yeah. The, 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 like you said, the characters are the same. Everybody has tattoos. Everybody's a tough guy. The promos suck. They're very scripted. They're very robotic. There's no Dwayne, the rock Johnson anymore. Like they don't just shoot from the top of their head. John Cena had liberties to do what he wanted. The stone cold had liberties to do what they want. Now, everybody's scripted and um you know you can tell like uh there's certain things they're not allowed to say there's certain moves they're not allowed to do and it's just it's boring the product's the same over and over the characters are the same and wrestling's really about storytelling and entertaining and you're not telling stories anymore so you're only entertaining and when all the wrestlers do all the same moves and everybody does a super kick and everybody does this 
you've really lost the point of what you're doing because now they're just like this big entertainment thing machine. They don't know what they're doing. They were into movies for a long time. They're into this. A lot of their big stars have become so big. They left to do movies. I mean, I like John Cena. I liked him when he was a bad guy. And then I, I liked him for a bit of, in the beginning. Yeah. I liked him as a bad guy. I felt he had great, like he had good heat. It was a good character. Uh, you know, especially kind of when he fought the big show early on for the U.S. championship, like that's some good matches. They move into like John Cena, American superhero, like Hulk Hogan. We're going to make him like Hulk Hogan. OK, Vince McMahon, no problem. And they did that. And it was great. And then it got stale and they continue it. And they had the opportunity to turn him heel like that exactly to Hulk Hogan when he became Hollywood Hulk Hogan with the NWO. And they didn't do it. And I don't know, we obviously don't know the reason, but that would have been so good from a production standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, because if they wanted to bring back the NWO properly, they could have. If they didn't, they could have made a whole new faction. It would have sparked a little bit of a new era in wrestling. And we've and they, did, they didn't do that. And, and eventually John Cena left and they missed the boat on that. Actually, John Cena follows me on Twitter, by the way. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, John Cena follows nice. me. He follows me on Twitter. He's been following. Actually, he follow. He's been following me for a long time now. Uh, I don't know why. It's just he, he his account. He follows people like he follows educators and teachers and stuff like that. So ironically, he does follow me. But yeah, like uh, like there's such a potential. Not it's not his fault. I don't. We don't know. We're not there. But I'm saying from a from a, a consumer standpoint, like I wanted to see John Cena become a bad guy. And then they could have turned him good again and no problem and sell merchandise. Guys like us would have went and bought out, oh my God, the John Cena NWO t-shirt or whatever it was. It would have been epic. And then, so John Cena leaves, this guy leaves, CM Punk's gone, this guy's gone, this guy's gone, the company's stale. They bring in all these guys, they push the same guys. They bring back mixed martial, art, mixed martial arts, um, Brock Lesnar, from you know he because uh, he, he was fighting in the UFC, UFC for a while. Left, come back, left, come back. And then he can't do the UFC anymore, so he's back for wrestling. Okay, fine. Brock Lesnar offers something. But you're not building any more uh, stars. You're not building any more characters. You're just recycling the same guys. And now they just let go a bunch of people. And so you got Brock Lesnar wearing a cowboy hat now, wrestling uh, Roman Reigns or whatever. Because I just, you know, I see on, I don't watch it, but I see it like 10 seconds here. And then you have the other company, AEW, who's really trying to put on wrestling matches that brought in some star power. Not too much, but they brought in some star, star power and some things like that. And we're hoping that uh, actually they just bought Ring of Honor's uh, whole entire library because they have a lot of guys in Ring of Honor. Like they just they own everything now. So they're kind of bumping up, you know, and maybe we'll get that one day. Maybe we'll tune back in. Like I watch some AEW AEW matches and they're pretty entertaining, you know, but I'm not I'm not 16 and 18 anymore. Like I'm not guaranteeing I'm tuning in to watch Monday Night Wars or anything like that. Like I got a lot of stuff to do. So your product, if it's and the other thing is WWE puts on three hour shows. That's way too long way too long and two hours we thought two hours was going to be long but when they were good two hours was really interesting it was max don't go more than two hours if eventually AEW does something really different and good and then they get back to the old school roots maybe we'll tune in but we got we got a life and we got things to do and you're it's 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 got to be it's got to pull us in it's got to be interesting i don't know like we used to go to we used to go to house shows remember what was the last time we went to one the last house show i think was in it was not 2014 because we went in 2014. That was when Raw was in Montreal. Didn't we yeah. were there? We went to the yeah, but we went to two house shows. I think it was in 2007, 2008. We saw we saw Triple H versus uh, versus Randy Orton in a cage match or something. Cage no? match, yeah. And yeah. we were sitting in on 2008. the 2008, and we were sitting on the floor like ringside. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I remember there was a woman who had like a, uh, it's time to play the game poster. Yeah, there, was no, there was no cameras anywhere. So it's like, they weren't going to show this. So I don't, I don't know why she couldn't figure this out. That if there's no cameras around, no one's going to see this. Hey. All she's doing is blocking people behind her. That's all she was doing. Yeah. That's so funny. I yeah. actually heard on the radio that they're coming to uh class belt in Laval for a show, but raw, right? Uh, I think it's like a tour of WrestleMania, just a house show. Oh, okay. Yeah, stuff like that. Anyways, that's our wrestling talk for today. But you know, broke out into some wrestling talk, but uh, that's what it's yeah, about. It's basically our childhood. It is. It's part of the childhood, right? Uh, it will always will be. Even some of these guys are going to be dead in the next uh, twenty years or thirty oh, yeah. years. We're still going to be talking about them. What is the best way to trap a ghost? Wrong answers only. Van Pat Sow, a mouse trap with a white sheet over it. When the ghost goes for a change of clothing, the mouse trap will catch them every time. Genius. Genius. Barbara says, throw sheet over it. Yeah, interesting. Witchy woman says, promise they will be reborn. <laughs> Damien writes, I just put double-sided duct, double duct tape behind all the portraits. Mm -hmm. Damien writes, I just put double-sided duct tape behind all the portraits. Then the ghost gets stuck when it makes the eyes follow me around the room. Maggie writes, with a spaghetti and sock. So you ever trap a ghost with spaghetti and a sock? You don't even wear socks. Uh, right? I never use spaghetti. And you don't socks even wear any together, socks. So, yeah, or I wear uh, the holes in them. Rudolfo, give them hospital food. Rubble's Luck says teaching them about Jesus so they can cross over the movie I want to see. Woodwind Specialist says a mouse trap. Cat Anders says with a fire alarm. Kay Oliver says a blanket. Melissa R puts a gif of Mrs. Doubtfire vacuuming. Carolyn writes a vacuum. So vacuum is pretty popular answer right now. Uh, Mr. Mike movies? Adams too on twitter he puts a gif of a box with a cat in a box with another cat pushing the box closed <laughs> trying to catch the cat in there i guess that would work for a ghost right mike oh god mike drop this is another mike there's a lot of mics on twitter by the way so mike yeah, drops got this cat familiar. walking underneath a box as a gif on twitter and he sees a, sh uh, uh, a stick and he the cat hits the stick and the box closes up closes down on the cat and catches the cat i mean that's a great way to kevin richard writes set out some stay puff marshmallows frank voice aisles right uh i understand he puts a gif of the ghostbusters but what if there were no ghostbusters Ooh. steven writes mike i don't think there's an easy way to trap a ghost i mean you too be very careful not to spook him and i'm like uh, you know uh, i told them you should see my beard right now i'd scare them just with my beard very very funny jay cameron parker writes booze lauren or get get the ghost pregnant <laughs> yeah barry end of suburbia writes use the flux capacitor so we got a bunch more answers, but I'll stop there. It's pretty funny. There's a bunch of funny ones. Yeah, it's good answers. Yeah, you're good. So you're good. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. Oh, really good answers. Yeah, I like all of them, man. Oh, yeah. Macho yeah, man here. All of a sudden, man, I want to... It just makes me want to get inside of a plane. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do, man. And create some havoc, yeah. Oh, yeah. You heard of Halloween havoc. How about an airplane havoc? Havoc. Oh, airplane havoc, yeah. Oh yeah. If Hulk Hogan gets on my plane, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the elbow drop and finish him off. Like I did at <laughs> WrestleMania five. Dig it. Dig it, brother. <laughs> Saudi Arabia now is gonna be buying uh, or they're gonna be selling their oil in one from China. So I saw that. Uh... Yeah, so that's basically the start of the end of the uh, petrodollar. 
We were and we were just talking about that. What episode? The last episode or two episodes ago? I don't remember now. Was uh, I imagine we can't even remember now. It was like two episodes ago. We talked about gas prices and things, and you mentioned that you're like, if we get off the petrol dollar and the things are not based in U.S. dollars anymore, what's going to happen? And then now Saudi's thinking about, or they're going to do it. They're going to okay. sell their oil and accept the one as as a payment. And so, and Russia, I know everything going on with Russia. They're they're doing a lot they're of gonna, business. Yeah, they're going to get off uh, the petrol dollar. So the sanctions that were placed on Russia, that's going to backfire deadly. On the side of uh, the Americans. The economy is going to change. The globalists who are trying to control the system and change the system in their view, now everybody on the outside who doesn't want to be part of it, they're going to do their own system. So the the whole system is going to sh- uh, suffer greatly. But what I'm worried about is that if they're all planning this, even if this is one big show, yeah. but let's say if everything falls apart, the entire world is based on a digital currency that, I mean, whatever freedom you thought you had, forget it. Because even your money is now the government's money. They can tell you how much to take out, what to spend it on. Oh, you uh, protested against something that's against our agenda. Well, now we can freeze your bank account. What's well, not even your job? It's not like, even, it's not even the, ba- it's not even the government. It's what, what bank is going to be responsible for the digital currency? Uh, we got a bunch of banks in Canada and they're all similar, but we have a bunch. And in the States, they have many more banks and independent banks. Those banks will be obsolete, right? It'll be like one major bank running the show. So it's whoever's in charge of the money runs the planet. And regardless of your beliefs of what's going on or our beliefs, because we're not going to get into that. We're just saying from a financial perspective of, uh, especially digital currencies, you could make it like a non-refundable token type of thing or a crypto. You could program the currency. And then we can say, well, you can't go buy uh, that nice dress you want or that shirt. You only X amount on clothes because we we think that, you know, everyone should be eco-friendly and not buy 10 t-shirts or own 10 t-shirts. You think you should own five, but then you own 10. And then your social credit score is going to go, bou- go down because they're going to tie it into that somehow. Yeah. If you think about it, who would want that? Really? Nobody. It's the same system as how much gigs you have per month. Whether you have yeah. four gigs, six gigs, 10 gigs. Yeah. If you go over, it's going to cost you way more. Well, yeah. it's kind of the same system. So in this case, it's going to be on your credit. That's how I see it. And they'll have access to everything else. So if they're going to tie in your bank account, where you work, your social security number, your Medicare card, your driver's license, I mean, they might even say, well, let's say on your credit score, you can't even drive. Or let's say you had a perfect record driving. Well, now you can't drive anymore. Oh, uh, we want you now to take vaccine or fifth vaccine. You don't want to take it. Well, now you can't drive anymore. There's no limit what they can do. And, you know, like we're talking about the price of gas and vehicles and the used market's gone up so dramatically, like Honda keeps contacting me. They want to buy my car. And I know that's a standard ploy to get you to buy another car to pay more money on interest on a new, you know, extend your lease or your loan or whatever it is. But it's not even that is that the used market is so in demand right now because used cars are so expensive. Well, then the used, uh, sorry, new cars, new cars are so expensive. So it makes the used cars so expensive. So now, if you want to buy your used Honda or my Honda now, it would be five thousand more. Yeah, and and it's more expensive. So they want to buy my car so I can go buy another one. And I would I would do that. And I I definitely need a like a pickup truck for myself because you know we have like it wouldn't be fuel efficient. Well, it would be fuel efficient to a certain degree, but I'm not talking about like a horse. 
talking about a small pickup to buy materials to do renovations. Like I need that. I'm not hiring people to do a bunch of stuff. I'm doing it myself. I need that. If I went and traded my car to buy a pickup, what am I going to be paying now? Number two, number one, and number two, it's going to cost so much more. But if they keep increasing the prices of gas, apparently the barrels uh, didn't go up that much. They actually dropped, but the gas prices keep going up, which is another problem. And in Canada, they're going to add 25% tax April 1st, which makes no sense. Absolutely no sense on the government's part, but that's what they're going to do. Anyways, let's say the gas keeps going up. And in, in uh, I think in Chicago at one point, it was like five or six dollars a gallon or something like that, or even more. And in California, right. it was seven fifty. I heard. Yeah, and the and highest here, in the country. Our our gas went went up to almost two dollars, and in some places it was two something. And now, and a liter, by the way, for Americans out there. But it it went down to one seventy, one seventy one in some spots. Yeah, it depends where you were. I saw I saw it at one seventy one in uh, near us, and then it went back up to one seventy eight a liter. But if if gas starts going back up to two two fifty three dollars, and it gets the th- past three dollars, it gets to four dollars. Well, what, what do you do? Well, you're making it unaffordable for people to drive using a gas car. And by, I think it was in Quebec, they're trying to ban the sale of, of um, domestic cars, gas cars to citizens. So then you're kind of forced to do electric because the electric car is really expensive. It doesn't make sense to buy an electric car. But if gas prices keep rising and then nobody's buying gas cars, then the price of gas cars will eventually come down unless... All the companies are in bed with this and they're okay with it. And they're all going to start producing electric cars. And then so everyone's going to be forced to kind of trade in and move towards electric naturally because gas is so expensive. Is that what they're doing? It kind of looks like it. Well, yeah. And not to mention here in Quebec, Canada, where we live, the electric company Hydro, where we get our uh, electricity, it's basically a company that's owned by the government. And it's state run. Yeah, that's it. The state run. So let's say now we're going to switch from gas to electric. That's another source of income that they're going to have yeah. complete control of. It's going to be a base. It's going to be basically yeah. a big monopoly. And monopolies that's are not good. Going to be. That's it. So when it comes to this social credit system, well, that's going to be one aspect of what they're going to use. Now, when is this going to take place? Whether it's in two years, five years, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen in the next six months, but I'm sure they're planning some sort of system where it's going to be central. Everything's going to be centralized where they can dictate what they want. That's what I see happening. And this is what now is starting to worry me more and more. Well, uh, it's definitely from a financial perspective and it's just a commodity perspective and day-to-day life and families and a lot of stuff, what they're doing makes no sense. You wouldn't do it. We mentioned it before. You shouldn't be doing it. Uh, you know, people can say what they want about how you know our gas takes how much it costs to uh, extract it and stuff. But we'd rather be using our. If we're paying more, I'd rather be paying more for our own. That's just me. So yeah. What other stuffs in the news lately? It's at a point where if you're just an average guy trying to make it or even try to start a business, it's getting super hard. Where the people that are running the show, I feel like they don't want competition. So they're making it harder on the little guy to make money where if you have financial freedom, it's hard for them to tell you what to do. It is. That's why most small businesses like to work for themselves, even though they're not making a lot of money. People think capitalism is bad, but capitalism is the best alternative to every other system that can exist or does exist. Right. And stakeholder capitalism is what certain people are, are, are trying to uh, implement right now. We're currently in a system of corrupt capitalism that's being taken by these people 
and others and elites. They've corrupted it so much that even our politicians are in and on it, that our system capitalism is not working right now because it's corrupted on purpose. They're trying to move towards the state cap- stakeholder capitalism, which is not good. Not good for anybody. I don't care what anybody says. It's terrible. It's, it's not good. So yeah, what I've always said, what you need is a bit of both. You need where people help out one another, where it's a, a social cohesion or you yeah. call it solidarity. Or as people say, buy local. Yeah. I completely agree with that. But not on a government level where the government gets so well, big. That's and the problem here. Now, it, did, did you know thing. about the like, Quebec dairy prices? The Quebec dairy prices are, are high, right? But they're rigged because there's a quota in Quebec. People don't know this. A lot of people don't know this. In Quebec, dairy farmers produce X amount of dairy. If they produce more than their share or more than they're allowed, the rest of it, they have to dump dump it. It It, it doesn't make sense. And I know actually they were arguing this, Trump and a couple other presidents were arguing about this. Like the dairy market's not really fair to compete with the American dairy farmers because we can import their stuff. And now there's different standards. Like they have, maybe there's antibiotics or things they use and we don't use and we want to protect Canadian farmers. And I get that. But just among Canadian farmers, we could sell our milk so much cheaper and produce and we produce it. We actually produce it. We can even sell our dairy milk to the states. They would be buying it from us because it would be dirt cheap for them. And we don't do it. We don't do it. The, the same thing with uh, the yeah. cherries in Michigan. A lot of them, they have to dump it. So this is what I'm trying to say. Like I've always said, try to buy local, but don't have the government that dictates what things uh, yeah. what, what things happen. Now, on the capitalist side, I agree. Capitalism actually is not good because there's no nationalism towards yeah. your fellow person. So let's say, for example, if we're all making money, but say you or me, we're struggling. Now, a lot of the, 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 the capitalists, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't try to help me out or you out. They would say, well, you know what? If we can make it cheaper, we'll go uh, to India to make it cheaper. Like... The way you're the way you're supposed to do it, you're supposed to try to help out your own. So you try to put up yeah. your own system here, and then from there, yes, it's going to be more expensive, but it's going to help out your but that's your your country. I'm but talking that's the problem the because they allow billionaires to come in and buy and cor- big corporations to come in to buy our assets and our land and our resources and our companies and set up and do what they want, or and then close them in a couple of years and leave. Whereas we don't encourage our own millionaires and billionaires and people to rise up or, or big businesses to do well. Okay. I'm not talking about Bombardier. They, they just bail out because they're terribly run and lose money. Like that's just a terrible business model. Like, oh, we have to bail them out because they're losing money and it costs jobs. Well, like you're not, you haven't been investing in the sector properly for the longest time. You don't encourage people to go into the sector. You're still hampering on the language issues and you sell Canadian stuff, commodities and businesses and, and gold reserves and lithium mines. Like, it's nothing and then you, what do you expect so to me it's it's either in, incompetence or it's it's a perp, it's on purpose to to ruin everything to restart and that's that, that's what i'm gonna leave it at basically what i've what i'm telling you right now is that they're doing the complete opposite exactly of what you should exactly. be doing. i don't agree with big government but you should help out your local economy at a national level be nationalistic be not a capitalist, but I believe in private entrepreneurship. If you can do those two things, you mix those two things, you're going to have a good economy. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be a hell of a lot better than what we're going through right now. Yeah. This has been the Mr. Mike podcast, wrong answers only with Mr. Mike and Mr. D. Follow us on all social media platforms, Mr. Mike MTL on Twitter and on Instagram. 
Wrong Answers MTL on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on YouTube now and we're migrating episodes over at the Mr. Mike Podcast Wrong Answers Only. You just have to look it up in the search bar. Subscribe to our channel. Follow, share, retweet with your friends and family. Word of mouth is the best exposure. And just wanted to say thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll see you next time.